Welcome to week two of the Shepherd Psalm, our in-depth look at Psalm 23. We're using W. Philip Keller's book, A Shepherd Looks at Psalm 23, which is an excellent resource. I strongly encourage you to uh, read this book. It is fantastic. And we're drawing out things from Keller's book uh, during the course of our Bible study. And so we encourage you to get it, get a copy of it if you possibly can, even if you uh, or a little late to join us, uh, it's, it, it's well worth your, your time. Um, every week we're going to start off by reading Psalm 23 in its entirety, and so that's what we're going to do. Uh, Psalm 23 says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now, last week we discovered, we discussed in session one, how the Lord is our good shepherd and what that relationship for us means. And so if you missed it, go back and watch that. Um, he has promised to provide for us, to protect us, to care for us, to guide us and be present in our times of needs. It is precisely because the Lord is our shepherd that David is able to make the very next statement, which is our focus for today's session, I shall not want. When I was a kid, we would recite this psalm, and, and we certainly had it memorized, as a lot of people do. But when I would recite this psalm, really the first sentence, it just didn't sit right with me. Since the Lord is my shepherd, I won't want anything? That's a pretty bold claim, because as a kid, I wanted a lot of things. As I grew up and I read different translations of this verse, and then I read it in Hebrew for myself, I realized that the phrase is an older phrase that we don't really use that much anymore. So it's really better translated out of the original text, since the Lord is my shepherd, I won't lack any good thing. My life will not be decreased in value or substance. I won't be made lower by his care. I won't grieve over missing out on good things. For a sheep to make this declaration means that it is completely satisfied with its owner. It is absolutely content with its life. It wouldn't change a thing because the sheep knows how well the owner, the shepherd, is caring for it. Not only does this expression, I shall not want or I shall not be in lack, give us the idea that the sheep isn't missing out on any blessings, but also it gives us the idea that the good shepherd's care provides that level of contentment. And that is the focus for our video tonight. Paul wrote in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 6, But godliness with contentment is great gain. If you want to know the meaning of life, it is found in that sentence right there. First, pursue godliness. 
pursue God's ways, God's truth, God's grace, and God's mission for your life. Second, be content with what God has given you. And don't be jealous or envious for anything that he hasn't given you. Godliness with contentment is the secret to a happy life. Now, does that mean we'll never go without? No, there are times when God walks us through periods of testing. I've shared before how uh, I pastored a church and I only made $200 a month. Not an hour, not a week, a month. $200 a month. Now, this was not in the 1920s. I'm not that old. This was in 2004 to 2005. $200 a month for a family of five. And yet, I prospered. God blessed us through the faithfulness and generosity of people. We didn't air our needs out on social media. We didn't email people and complain about how broke we were. We never talked about it to anybody other than God. Lord, these are our needs. Because we didn't need to air out all of our issues. We didn't have much money. But God saw to it that we didn't need much either during that period of time. And we were well fed and well taken care of. And we can sometimes think that if we're lacking materially or financially, that God isn't being a very good shepherd, which is obviously not true. What's also not true is the idea that if someone is financially prosperous, then it's a mark of God's blessing on their life. You see, that's just not true either. God rebuked the church in Revelation 3.17 for being wealthy, but he said they were spiritually poor. Money is not proof of God's approval or blessing on their life. Throughout the Bible, and possibly in your own life, you can see where God led you to be in situations where you lacked wealth, where you lacked material blessings. If we never went through that, we would probably view God as nothing more than a giant vending machine in the sky that we go to for good things, and that's pretty much all he's good for. When we go through difficult and challenging times, we can look back and see how God sustained us. It wasn't the paycheck. It wasn't the company we worked for. It wasn't our own savvy financial management ability. It was him. And since the Lord is my shepherd, I, even when I go through tough times, I will not lack any good thing. We can look around us and probably see people we work with and people in our neighborhood, and they may give off the appearance of wealth and happiness. But when you actually get to know some of these people, you realize they are incredibly hollow inside. They're spiritually dead. Their shepherds, their spiritual guides they've dedicated their lives to have not fed them, have not cared for them, have not watered them, have not guided them to safe and lush pastures. They're shepherds of greed, pride, lust, wrath, or others have led them into dry wastelands instead of the lush pastures that they need in order to survive. Philip Keller wrote in his book, Contentment should be the hallmark of the man or woman who has put his or her affairs in the hands of God. 
So the question is, do you feel content? Are you satisfied with God's provision in your life? Do you appreciate his care of bringing into your life what you needed and preventing you from having things that you didn't need or could possibly harm you? Keller continued. He said, I am completely satisfied with his management of my life. Why? Because he is the sheepman to whom no trouble is too great as he cares for his flock. He is the rancher who is outstanding because of his fondness for sheep, who loves them for his own sake, as well as his personal pleasure in them. He will, if necessary, be on the job 24 hours a day to see that they are properly provided for in every detail. Above all, he is very jealous of his name and high reputation as the Good Shepherd. He wrote, He is the owner who delights in his flock. For him, there is no greater reward, no deeper satisfaction than that of seeing his sheep well-contented, well-fed, safe, and flourishing under his care. This is indeed his very life. He gives all he has to it. He literally lays himself out for those who are his. He will go to no end of trouble and labor to supply them with the finest grazing, the richest pasturage, ample winter feed, and clean water. He will spare himself no pains to provide shelter from storms and protection from ruthless enemies and the diseases and parasites to which sheep are susceptible. He finished the thought by saying, No wonder Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays his life down for the sheep. And again, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Now, throughout the day, an attentive shepherd examines the sheep, gives them affection and care. This action is welcomed by most sheep as it knows the purpose of this activity. This care endears the sheep to its shepherd and vice versa. This takes place throughout the day. And yet some sheep are perfectly willing to run away from the shepherd, to prevent his touch in their lives, to ensure he can't examine their wounds. They would rather fight amongst themselves and struggle in their own woundedness than receive the care of their loving shepherd. It's a sad situation when sheep choose to reject their shepherd rather than trusting their shepherd to meet their needs. Let's look at what the Bible says about contentment. Philippians 4, 11-13, Paul wrote this from a jail cell. He said, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. He wrote in 1 Timothy 6, 6-9, as I quoted the first part of this passage earlier, but godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into the world and we can take nothing out of the world. But if we have food and clothing with these, we will be content. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation, into a snare, into many senseless and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin 
and destruction. The last uh, thought here is from Hebrews chapter 13, verses 5 through 6. It says, keep your life free, not from money, but keep your life free from the love of money and be content with what you have. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we can confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Well, since our lives are under his control and his management, this should give us great comfort. Psalm 121.3 tells us, he who watches over you will not slumber. He's not going to fall asleep on the job. He's always alert, always watching, always aware of the dangers that we face. Keller concluded his chapter by uh, a story about a wayward sheep that he owned that always gave him trouble. He called her Mrs. Gadabout. He wrote that she gave him more problems than all of his other sheep combined. She was always restless, always looking for loopholes to crawl through to reach a different pasture. She didn't trust her shepherd. She was not content with what he had provided her. Through her persistence, she taught other sheep her wayward behaviors. He was left with no choice. She was a sheep, he says, he wrote, she was a sheep who, in spite of all I had done to give her the very best care, still wanted something else. We must make sure that we don't behave that same way trying to have a foot in both worlds, enjoying the safety of the good shepherd's pasture while trying to feed ourselves with the lifeless food that the world has to offer. If the Lord is our shepherd, we know he is the good shepherd. Therefore, we have all that we need and we will lack nothing because it is he who cares for us, sustains us, and loves us with the sacrificial love. Let's close in prayer. God, I pray for those folks watching this video. I pray that they would have a fresh revelation of you as a good and loving shepherd and that they would look back on their lives and they would see how you guided them and provided for them. Even in times of difficulty, times of testing, times where they didn't have a lot, Lord, that you sustained them and you brought them through. We thank you, Lord, that we can trust our lives to you and we will never be ashamed of it. We'll never regret it because we know that you are truly a good and loving shepherd. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, you can always go back and watch previous videos from our Sunday series as well as our Wednesday series. Um, just We did a series, The End is the Beginning, on the book of Revelation. Go to our website, friendshipchurch.cc. You can check out information about our church. If you're new to our uh, church, we'd love to contact you and, and communicate with you. Please send us a message. Let us know um, that you watch this. And uh, if we can do anything, pray with you in any way, please let us know. All right. God bless you. Have a great week. We'll see you next week as we cover uh, the section, He Makes Me Lie Down in Green Pastures. We're going to look at what that means. So we'll see you next week.